Hi, welcome to Online Marketing with John Lagadakis, where we talk about how to set up and run a successful online business, all the way from registering your first domain to setting up your website, SEO, sales funnels and sales copy, social media, lead generation, free and paid traffic methods, and much more. I hope you get a lot out of today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining us. Our special guest today is Philip Bliss. Thank you for joining us, Philip. You're welcome. And what we're going to be talking about with Philip is something very important in our business, in our online business, and that is execution. But prior to that, actually taking the time to stop, think, and focus, and then execute, which is a process that Philip has come up with. He's going to tell us more about Planning is so important, as they say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. But let me tell you about Philip. So Philip is a digital marketing pioneer and a board-level executive entrepreneur who has been at the forefront of digital media development for the past 20 years. Phil's national and international track record includes companies including Smithsonian Institute, Microsoft, NEC, Samsung, and Cisco Systems. We're very privileged to have Philip with us on the show to share his expertise with us. To get us started, Philip, can you tell us a bit about yourself? So who is Philip Bliss? Tell us a bit about life growing up for you, family life, things that have happened early on in your life that are very meaningful to you and maybe helped take you down the path that you've taken. Okay. I mean, I live in Canada. I have done for many years, but I was brought up in Edinburgh. And I think, you know, from my perspective, my life, changed dramatically when I was uh, 30 actually. I had been married for seven years, just had a boy who was six months old and my wife got leukemia and died within six months, uh, leaving me a young son and you know a a rather uh, tragic look at life. And really I guess Stop, Think, Focus, Execute began way back then, which is over 30 years ago, because I had to stop. My life had changed, and I, uh, you know, you have, you have to make certain decisions. You either let something roll over you and, and and sort of consume you, or you stop, you think, you focus, you execute, you move on to better things. And really, as a process, so you mean learn the hard way. Um, I'm glad to say that it worked then, and uh, it works now. And I'm sort of fairly passionate about that approach to life, really. Mm. must have been very devastating when your wife passed away, age 30, young child. What were you doing at the time, Philip, when that happened? Let's say career-wise, what were you doing? I was, run, I was helping run a technology company uh, for a friend of my father, kind of his adopted son, who was sort of fortunately a, a super successful young 30-year-old who was running a technology company. That was what I was doing, so... I've been in the technology business ever since then, basically. So, yeah. So, and when you say technology company, can you tell us specifically what type of technology company? And I'm assuming it's something that's most probably obsolete today. It's absolutely obsolete. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it was basically building big systems for mainframes. That was that was really what we were doing, and also providing all the the memory gear around that on the hardware side. Yeah, I was sort of uh, running a bunch of project analysts that were working with uh, banks and insurance companies that were that proliferate in Edinburgh, which is where I come from. Okay, and is that something you studied at university, or did something about that through that in in high school or something? Absolutely not. I did. I went to GM school, and I also 
went to university and language is my thing, specialized in media, uh, but I'm not bad at the technical side of stuff as well. So I'm one of those kind of split personalities in terms of uh, technical. In fact, I don't think there is any difference. They both require great logic. Good language, good, good math require great logic. So same deal, really. What happened from there? Did you, how long did you stay with that business for? Well, I stayed with it for, I mean, actually, you know, the stop, think, focus, execute was, the first thing was, I'm on my own now. I have to be really successful if I want to bring up my son. I dived into the business and grew it very rapidly and took a break a couple of years later, came over to Canada where my parents were, met the second love of my life. Anyway, long story short, ended up in Canada had another kid, was running basically a marketing and tech, really a marketing company that focused on launching technology companies in Toronto here. And what type of companies did you help to launch? And is that when, when comp- people came to you, did they have a lot of capital? Is that what it normally was? Like they had the capital, but they just needed a strategy. What kind of assistance did you give these companies? I've been fortunate in the sense there's been two types of organizations the very large organization like the Cisco's and the Microsoft's and the Apple's and the IBM's, et cetera, et cetera. And those emerging companies that need their products to be languaged, to be realized in some shape or form. Really, the big guys were coming into Canada, so we were helping them develop Canadian presence. The smaller guys wanted to go outside of Canada and develop international markets, basically. So been playing around on both sides of the fence, in Canada and outside. Your strategy, the stop, think, focus, execute. So S-T-F-E. When did you first start teaching it to others and why did you start teaching it to other people? Uh, on the Stop, Think, Focus, Execute website, there's a little opening video of me that says... Basically, about 30 years ago, we wrote a book called The Creative Marketer's Handbook. You can't get it. It, It's totally irrelevant in today's world. But buried in that book were the words stop, think, focus, execute. And about a decade ago, I realized that really and truly all the strategy terminology around those four words were kind of irrelevant because really what was very important were, and if I looked at when I'd been building companies both successfully and unsuccessfully, will stop, think, focus, execute. If you don't do those four steps, you don't succeed. It's really simple. I mean, it's a simple process. Really, I would say probably about five years ago, the realization hit me. I talked to a lot of people around me and have evolved a process that really works. And again, on the site, you'll see some extraordinarily successful people that recognize it's a process they use. And it made them successful. You know, it's not rocket, not really rocket science, but it's so important, John. And I, I'm just kind of out there as an evangelist because I love people to succeed saying, you don't have to call me, just use these four steps. Sometimes I'll help people through, but I want to make it as to broadcast it to everybody, basically. Mm. Yeah. Now, can you do us a favor, Philip? Can you briefly explain each of the four steps and then give us an example? It could be either your where you've used it successfully in business or someone else has used these four-step strategies successfully for their business. Okay. I think let, let's just go quickly through the, through the sort of four steps. The most important thing is to stop. And the hardest thing today is to stop. We have so much interference, digital interference, young families 
we've always had that. Those those are the younger building businesses, and it's just so hard to get away, isolate yourself. What I term stop is really moving into a state of what I term decisive isolation, and you've got to do that. It, it's the first thing you've got to do, and only if you get into that decisive isolation can you think, and can you think clearly and effectively. So the next thing is really stop and think very close together, isolate yourself, then think about where you are, where you want to be, what you've done wrong, why you're continuing to do things that are wrong, and what needs to be done. And then you know, focus and execute are really the next two steps. And most entrepreneurs that I know are pretty good at focus and execution. The problem is they don't spend enough time stopping and thinking about what they're focusing and executing. So they're often doing the wrong things. That's sort of the overview, if you like, of stop and think, get it right, and then focus and execute on the right things. And when you say isolation, Philip, are we, an example, like I know a few successful entrepreneurs, they'll, they'll say that once a year, they'll take like a weekend or a week or maybe even longer and they'll go away somewhere totally isolated. Like they'll go out and hire a cabin out in the woods somewhere, for example. And that's what yeah. they'll do. They'll just take that time. There's no text messages, phone calls or anything like that. No internet. They just give themselves opportunity to totally step away from everything and really mm-hmm. think about what they've done, what they want to achieve, so forth. Is that yeah. what we're talking about? Yes, uh, and that's an exercise, and I do it. And when, when we run programs with people, we take them out into, into the wilderness, and I usually take you know six to ten people, and we have an STFA three days together, basically. That's very enlightening and useful for people. And yes, they disconnect. But I, I'll, I think the problem is you have to keep doing it. It's not something that you do once a year. You, it's sort of like, you know, like meditation. It becomes a process. So it should be a weekly exercise, not an annual exercise. The speed, mm-hmm. the, the speed of today's life means, you know, you can't just do it once, once a year. You have to be reviewing and switching off, as I said, moving into decisive isolation to make clear-headed decisions, basically. You do it weekly or you recommend people do it weekly and you call it meditation. Can you give us an example? Of- well, I, I, I call it decisive isolation. And, mm-hmm. and really, it's really, from my perspective, I have a couple of favorite spots that I go. Basically, it's sort of switching the phone off, doing this, doing that, and going in there, not totally blank, but prepared to meet yourself and saying, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? Am I ignoring my family? So it's not just business. It's also, it's a life thing. Sometimes you have to make decisions. And people, can't, people can advise you, certainly, only you can make the decisions. That's why you have to isolate yourself. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to be different for, for everyone. But just as a guideline or sort of give people an idea, when you talk about the week, this weekly isolation, Philip, are we talking two hours, half a day, I think it varies based on the the kind of individual you are. My thing is usually about an hour, and I usually do it uh, over the weekend. For me, it's going outside and and walking and separating myself, basically. Usually a couple of nice places where I sit down and contemplate. 
So it's not, I, it, I don't want to get into, it's a meditation exercise. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's a very alive thing. Just that you are cutting out intrusions. And it's amazing. You come back and you, and you do things right away. From I do anyway. It's a constant thing. Well, the great thing about that is, and, and again, it would be different for everyone, but let's say for most of us, one hour a week, especially on the weekend, it's very doable. And not just that it's doable, yeah. but if it's going to like a reset, like a computer. Like I used to fix computers for a living. I used to do IT support. And a lot of problems... Yeah, I, I, read, I read your book. All right, thank you. You know, a lot of problems literally restart the computer. Even my phone, if I find my phone is really sluggish, I'll just, Mm -hmm. many times just restarting it. All these programs running in the background, just clearing them out makes a big difference, solves a lot of problems. And what I'm getting from what you're saying, Philip, is a similar sort of thing. We're sort of resetting ourselves, clearing our minds. It's like, I know that there was another thing that I was reading up about yourself too, is that one of your things is to have a clean desk. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, basically, one of my early mentors, I was a very messy person. Uh, One of my early mentors, tidy desk, tidy mind. He is absolutely right. Pretty much have a paperless desk these days. I hate paper. I have everything organized either online or, yeah, really online. Tidy desk, tidy mind, absolutely. Can you share with us, Philip, someone, either yourself, can you share an example from your own personal experiences or for someone that you know that started using this process of stop, think, focus, execute and how was able to change their business or their life? On the website, I'm not trying to drive private to my website, John, not that there's anything wrong with that. On the website, there are six really good examples that people can listen to. And, and, and I'll just mention, I'm not sure if we specifically mentioned the website yet, so I will mention. So are we talking about stopthinkfocusexecute.com? Yeah, yeah. And I think those are great stories, and they're not stories, they're facts with super successful people, and they, they actually talk about their how they have gone through that process. I'll talk about me, okay, apart from the, the very kind of personal one I just kicked off with, and it's was a long time ago, John, so it's a little bit easier to talk about. But I mean, I've built a number of businesses. I think the, the key thing to me is how do you do that successfully? The most best way to describe it is how do you do that unsuccessfully? And then you realize, you know, what happens when you don't stop and think. I was very fortunate that in the 90s, I built a really good business, sold it on for a fair amount of money and felt I could do anything, basically. All in marketing and technology, that's where I made my money. But I thought I could do anything, so I went, in, I went into the restaurant business with a friend of mine. I didn't know anything about that business. It was the most dumb thing to do. I didn't stop and think. I just thought, oh, I could do anything. Within six months, I'd lost a couple hundred thousand dollars. I stopped and I thought, and I walked away from it. Fortunately, I got a good tax loss, which is great. That's the kind of scary thing you can get into if you don't do the legwork at the beginning. And that's just an absolute example of what happens when you don't stop and think. It tends to be, I think, stopping and thinking, you you don't tend to do it when you're actually in an ego-driven framework. If you're riding on on an ego high, that tends to be when you miss it out, really. 
It is a common thing I've heard. I, I remember having a guest on. He's an Australian, a very successful entrepreneur. He sold one the largest franchise that's ever been built in Australia. Got a ton of money for it. The first thing he did was went into a big property development, like a big one, multi-million dollar one. Just jumped straight into it, and same thing, lost a lot of money. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't stop and think. He just said, I could do anything. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> and, and I'm sure, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not standing on some high pedestal. Or something. I'm sure that if I built up a massive business, sold it, got lots of money for it, I'd most probably go on an ego trip as well. So, yeah, it's understandable. So really, you know, I mean... Stop and think is sort of stop, think, focus, execute is, isn't just for people that are building. In fact, it's it's often much more uh, kind of critical for people that have built and are in that next phase, if you like, either growing their company or maybe sold it and moving on to the next phase. I help people on that front quite a lot. We've got a lot of people, Philip, that listen to this podcast that are starting an online business or that have an online business and they're looking for advice, looking to expand or take their online business to the next level. Is there any other advice you feel is important to share? There's two things. Just stop, think, focus, execute. Follow the process. Read the web. Go to the website. Do it. It will stop you making mistakes. And I think the other thing that I jump into a fair amount, entrepreneurs, what are entrepreneurs? Entrepreneurs, 90% of the time, are failed corporate guys. They've been in corporations, probably not succeeded. But I think the key thing to realize is that entrepreneurs, to be successful, it's a 7 by 24 business on one level. But if you stop and think, you can make it a 7 by 6 business. You really can then focus on the things you do well and hand off the things that you don't do so well. Timing is very interesting. Uh, before we got on to do this interview together, Philip, I had some time to kill because right now it's almost midnight here in Brisbane. I did my normal like nine to five sort of hours and right. you know, I had dinner with the family and so forth and I had some time to kill before the interview. So I thought I'd see what's on Netflix and I was going through the different movies and I saw one called The Founder. All right. And it was some golden arches. I thought I must be about Ray Kroc and McDonald's and, and I don't know a lot about it. And I've heard of Ray Kroc before, and I sort of yeah. know he was the brainchild behind the McDonald's franchise. So I watched it, and it's just very interesting. I actually quite enjoy it because being a business owner, an entrepreneur myself, you can really you can relate to some of the stuff. I think what you said there is so important in that with a lot of business people, including myself, if we don't really take the time to stop and think, we could just be working all the time. Absolutely. That is an issue. That's why you have to stop and think and consider consider family, consider this, cons- consider your health as well. I think sometimes it sounds a bit facile, but, it, but as I said, I wrote it and ignored it for about 20 years, so I wasn't stopping and thinking. If you do that and you really plan things out properly, you're right, you can decide for yourself and really plan what your business is going to be like for you and your family. Be able to get it where you're not working 12 hours a day, six days a week or whatever hours business owners work way too many hours. It doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. I just want to mention that website again, Stop, Think, Focus, Execute, so those, the full spelling of those words, .com. Was there any other resources you have, Philip, that you wanted to mention that people can learn about your, your material or get in touch with you? Is that the best place to go? 
That's the best place to go. In terms of other materials, I don't think so. I mean, as I said, I'm just a evangelical on, on my way of doing things. And I like to think of it, you know, being, being a bit of a tech guy. Yes, I do programs and things, but I just like to pass it on. It's more of an open source planning process, if you like. So I really like to get everybody thinking like that because it makes for a better business and a, and a better life. Again, thank you so much, Philip. Really appreciate you being here on the podcast with us. Again, we've been speaking with Philip Bliss. Thanks so much, Philip. And I want to thank also everyone for being here today and listening to this episode. I hope you got a lot out of it. Thank you, John. Really appreciate it. Hey, John Legadakis here. If you got something out of today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week I'm releasing valuable and up-to-date content and interviews. Also, there is a transcript of today's episode as well as links to all the resources we mentioned on my website, johnlegadarkus.com. On my website, you'll also find a lot of great free resources to help you get more traffic and leads for your business as this is my specialty, i.e. helping local businesses generate leads through Facebook and AdWords campaigns. My website again is johnlegadarkus.com. Thanks again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. This is John Legadarkus signing off. I'll see you next time.